You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back. Thanks for being here again for another episode of Flourish Weekly. I am thrilled to have a special guest with me this week. Um, I'm also thrilled that I'm sitting here watching it rain in the desert. I love the rain and I'm so grateful for the rain, but I've been looking forward to having my special guest with me now for a couple weeks. We've been talking about it, planning for it, and it's finally here. So I want to welcome Matthew Sinna, who's actually my love, my husband, my pastor, my boss, um, one of my teachers, um, my definitely my biggest cheerleader in life and um, just my greatest support. And I just love you so much, babe. Thanks for being here. Thank you, my love. I'm ecstatic. I'm honored and I'm delighted to be here. And I'm so proud of you for stepping out and doing this. This Thanks. is a big deal. A lot of people are listening to it and they need it and they need truth right now yeah. more than ever. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't think I could have or would have done it without you. I feel like you've always been so good about... Um, protecting me and helping me to rest when I needed it, but then also mm-hmm. kind of like patting me on the rear and pushing me out there. Well, <laughs> literally patting me <laughs> on the rear. <laughs> That's a good illustration. Everybody imagined it. <laughs> but like actually pushing me out there and yeah. encouraging me to, um, you know, continue to do what God's called me to do and developing my voice and my gifts and talents. So thank you, babe. You're welcome. Couldn't do anything, any of it without you. And you're actually one of my biggest... Um, you are one of my greatest examples in teaching and preaching the word. I always watch you and take notes and really, yeah, like you're phenomenal. You're a great communicator and you always praise God. You're man. not afraid to say what's, what's true and, um, you're brave and bold. And so I love you. Thank you. My you ready love. to do this? Day? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So today I think we should talk about, um, marriage and relationships. We have so many people who reach out to us through, um, social media through Instagram and different things and say, you guys are so cute. You guys have a great marriage. How do you keep it fun? How do you get along so well? Um, and I always feel like the answer, it sounds so commonsensical, but the answer is always just really one of the basics. Like we're good at the basics. Uh Do you agree with that? We do practice the basics. Well, yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Large part of a, a godly marriage working, I wish everybody would see it this way, but a godly marriage is putting God first. The largest part. You have to put God first, firstly, as an individual and then as a couple. So what is putting God first as an individual? Well, you got to have time alone with God. And that is, I know it sounds like I'm harping on it. Every time people hear me say this, I'm sure we get some eye rolls, but you got to yeah. Read the Bible and but, pray. I mean, people may be eye rolling, but are they doing it? They're, it's it's hard to do. They're not. And people get upset when you bring it up. Say, are you, are you reading the word? Are you praying? I mean, it's hard to do even, we're pastors and it's, we have to be intentional about finding our time. You got to practice it. Yeah. Yep. You got to be intentional. Like you said, I agree. So you said putting God first as individuals. Um, and you said spending time with God. What is another way as an individual that you can put God first? I said word and prayer, and I want to say it again because that's important. I'm repeating that intentionally. But number three, you got to spend time worshiping God alone. Hmm. Worship God alone in your car, put on some worship music when you're at home. That is a huge part of your relationship wow. with God. And that's the, the highest form of prayer. Wow. And when, like, as soon as you said that, I thought of David, like out in the, out with the sheep, doing his thing, working, which in our day-to-day hmm. lives, we're yep. out working, but he was worshiping while he was working Always and while he was God. serving. So you're, that's good. So worshiping is putting God first, connecting with him. Um, and then you said 
that it's important to put God first as a couple. How do you do that? Well, simply put, you and I, you and I pray together a lot for needs. Hmm. Start there. Yeah. Say, man, well, it's hard to pray together. It's hard to find find time together. Focus on praying together for stuff you need. We do, we've always been yeah. good at that. Before a trip, say, God, surprise us with your favor today. Mm-hmm. Man, we pray together. And I, <laughs> there's usually one of us wanting to do it even when the other one's not in the mood for it. It's like, okay, let's pray. I, I don't know. I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> hey, I'm babe, a little will you pray grumpy. with me? No, I don't feel like <laughs> it. I'm grumpy. You pray. Yeah. But we pray together. Yeah. And you, you can do that in all kinds of ways. But do it with the simple things, the basics. Pray for stuff that you need. Yeah. Well, how else can we put God first in, in marriage? Well, I, I think putting God first in marriage, it's, it may sound trite again, but it's going to church together. No, it's so true. Go um, to church together, please. It's it's being in God's presence together, being connected to other believers together, building. I feel like, you know, we talk, one of the most important things I also believe in marriage is having good quality friendships. Like yes. that you have good friendships and I have good friendships. Where else, what, what better place to find those quality godly mm-hmm. friendships than in the body of Christ and in That's church? Right. So going to church is not right. just like um, checking off something off of your list and mm-hmm. putting God first, but it's it's actively putting God first and saying, you know, we're inviting God into our marriage, we're inviting God into our family, into our children's lives, and we're going to show up at the house of God every week. And people say, well, you don't have to be at church to be a Christian. Well, that's true. And, and I love what Christine Kane said. She said, um, the church is more than a gathering but it's never less than a gathering. And I love that she said that because obviously the church is more than just our gathering on a Sunday morning, but it's never less than us coming together every week to encourage each other and strengthen one another. It's hard to serve God just alone and and not have other people around you for accountability, for friendship, for love, support, prayer. Well, what would you say to people who maybe um, work on Sundays? I mean, is it okay if you're putting God first by going on Sunday evening or on Monday night or on Wednesday night or to a Bible study on Tuesday? What do you, what would you have to say to that? I think a great goal to start with is showing up at an actual church meeting once a week. Most people can figure that out. And if you're, you're working so many hours where you just can't at all. I get a lot of that from the men I work with is they're, they're 12 days on and all this. You might need to talk to your boss. I think everybody needs one church service a week. And if you can do more than that, if great Bible study, um, if you can only come on a Wednesday, we got folks that do that all the time. Mm-hmm. They just show up on a Wednesday. That's great. Well, and I also, I, I'm reminded of Kathy Truitt. Is that his name? The founder of Chick-fil-A? I think it's Truett Kathy. Truett Kathy, okay. My dad does the same thing. So he, <laughs> he was closed one day a week and he wanted all of his staff and employees to be able to have time with family and go to church on, on the Sabbath on Sunday. Yeah. And because of that, he was more blessed. And I feel like God can do more with six days than you can really do with seven in your own strength anyway, right? Oh, yeah. You, you can do more in six days than you could do in ten. During the French Revolution, the, the France changed their weeks to ten-day work weeks. Really? And it about destroyed them. Because wow. humans aren't built to handle that. Wow. You need time off. Yeah. And what better time off than going to well, church time off, with your wife. Start off by putting God first and going to church and then have family time together. We make it a point to exactly. have family lunch together that day and then we rest and then in the evenings so a lot of times we'll have more family time or just mm-hmm. you know hang out together just the two of us go for walks. It's time yeah. to reconnect. Sunday's so. a, a reconnection day. So that's really good. That. Well, before we keep going, I also want to talk about you and I. Let's let's talk about our marriage. How long have we been married? It'll be 16 years um, in September. 
Doing pretty good there, bud. Praise God. <laughs> Has it always been easy? <laughs> Marriage was never meant to be just easy all the time. What do you we've mean? Both, we've both learned that. Is th The beauty of marriage is working through stuff together. Mm. It makes you stronger. Yeah. It, it makes you... I feel like it makes you love each other more. We've gotten through some stuff together, and even psychologists will teach that you bond when you go through crisis. Wow. So if, if it doesn't make you fall apart... Once again, they say this in songs and poems. They've said it too much. It, it just makes you stronger. It so, does. So uh, just to kind of give a little bit of background about you, about our marriage, so many times people see us on social media, you see us on Instagram, and you think, oh my gosh, they're so much fun. They have it easy. People have told us, um, yeah, but you don't have kids. You know, you have all the time in the world. I hear the most ridiculous things when we talk about our healthy, happy marriage. Um, people think that that just like fell on us, that this is just luck and it's it's just not Matt and I have been through a lot together and statistics actually show that not having children is one of the leading causes of divorce so we have been through um the fire together a couple of years ago we walked through um my struggle with anxiety and panic attacks mm -hmm. and depression yeah. um we walked through that together the our fourth year in marriage we walked through some some really some deep wounds and some serious deep, stuff some serious deep wounds in our in our marriage um we've had to walk through healing and forgiveness we've had to forgive each other um we've had to support each other through the hard times you've had to support me through some of the the chronic illness that i've had on and off and and i just feel like people need to understand that even though we look like we're having a good time well we are having a good time it doesn't mean that we haven't gone through anything anything that's right. And the example that I would say is that like on the surface, the plant is flourishing and there's, there's, um, there's flowers and there's fruit and it's doing well. But the question is what's going on under the surface to cause it to be going, doing so well is that those, those roots are going down deep. There's very healthy roots. It's getting its nutrients. Yeah. And I would say we get our nutrients from first putting God first, but also having godly mentors in our lives. We have older right. couples that we listen to, that we hear from, that we spend, we're intentional about spending time with. Um, when your mom was alive, I remember being very intentional. We felt led to go and sit down with your mom and dad, especially when we were going through That's right. the mm -hmm. times where we almost didn't make it in our marriage. That's the reality is like Matt and Jen have had hard times and have had the rubber has met the road and we almost didn't make it on. There've been a couple times. And so during those times we met with godly mentors and examples. My parents have been examples to us. Um, pastor Coy and pastor D have always been intentional about spending time yep. with us. Mm -hmm. So my, I, my advice and my encouragement would be that if you haven't had quality marriage, marriage examples in your mom and your dad, um, or you feel like your parents, you know, maybe your parents were divorced or maybe your parents weren't good examples. I just want to encourage you find some good examples of marriage so that your yes. your image of marriage yes. isn't tainted. Mm -hmm. I feel like so much of society in the world says, well, wait till you get married or, you know, mm -hmm. marriage is a trap or marriage for women. It's like, well, that's when you lose all your independence. And that may be culturally true in some cultures, yeah. but that's not true. Once you get married, you have a partner. You have a partner to do things with, to travel with. To I feel like we got more freedom with. after we got married. Yeah. I felt freer. Well, because then you have someone to do all the fun things and exciting things and adventures and things that you're called to do and work and all of that with a partner. Sleepovers with your best friend. Every <laughs> night, somebody said. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, that I just want to encourage, before we move on, I just want to encourage people that 
we have been through it. We've been through stuff and we're still happy and we're still healthy and we're doing well. You know what I mean? Yes. And then also That's find that well happy, said. healthy marriage, find an example and, and, you know, make it a priority to be around people like that. So yeah. anyway, babe, what do you got? What else do you want to talk about? Well, putting God first, I, we need to quote that verse, Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you seek God first, um, individually, you're going to see God bless you um, in your marriage, not just individually, but he's going to bless your relationships. And I believe when you seek God together, uh, individually and together, you're not as quick to struggle with jealousy and competition and blame. So um, you always want to stay cognizant of this. You don't ever want to get to the place where you blame each other because hmm. that's a lie of the enemy. That's a big lie of the enemy where you start to blame each other. Um, you said something earlier, love. You said people say, well, you don't have kids yet. Well, I know a lot of people that didn't like each other before the kids came. Yeah. So kids, no kids. The point is you put God first and you get close to each other. Stay close. You're not in competition. You're not in competition with each other. What do you mean about other. that? Talk to me about competition. We're not looking to score more points. I see where men have held their wife back as leaders just mm -hmm. because they felt insecure. Wow. They needed to be healed. So they said, well... Um, yeah, you're called to the ministry, but I'm going to I'm gonna wreck the mic all on my own. I'm going to wreck the mic. I'm going to do it all. It helps me immensely to have you take the mic. You're going to do it this Sunday, and it's helping me immensely already. It's taking a load off my shoulders mm -hmm. because you're a leader, and I, I want to release you to do that mm -hmm. and not compete with you or be jealous of your gifts. You got gifts I wish I had, but I don't. Yeah, and same, and you have gifts that I don't have, and together we make a phenomenal team, and I feel like marriage, like... You, both of us played sports, so I feel like we have a good foundation of this, but marriage is a, we're a team. It's a team sport. It I is. I mean, I pass you the ball and you pass me the ball and we score together. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good, babe. What else were you saying about, uh, what you said something about blame. Yeah, I brought up blame. I see that a lot with couples that um, they start to blame each other. I feel like when... Me, myself, as a man, when I'm starting to struggle in my relationship with God or things aren't going mm. how I've planned wow. or I'm struggling with the weakness or I've been hurt or wow. I'm grieving, there is a tendency in the heart of man, I think, to want to blame the person close to them. Wow. Wait, you're not doing your part. That's why I'm struggling. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I just thought of a funny example. That's not true. I want you to keep going on that, okay. but I just thought of like... Um, when you're like, or me, it's, it's me when I'm cleaning up or I'm frustrated or I'm like having a hard day and I'm cleaning up and I'm like, man, whose, whose stuff is all this? And it's my stuff. It's a perfect <laughs> example though. Like I sometimes saw, it's mine. I saw but... a meme that was like, you know, the mom who's frustrated and mad at all the kids for leaving their stuff out and, and realizing that it's her stuff. And so I think that's a, exactly what you were saying. Go back to what you were saying about when you're struggling and then you blame someone else. I, I don't know if it's a human default. I can't speak for humans. I feel like uh, genetically, and I've never done this in marriage um, consecutively or steadily, but I feel like genetically, I, 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 I fall into scapegoatism, where that is, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting lazy. Of, yeah, really, when I'm when I'm casting the blame on someone, that's being, me being lazy about my character. Wow. When I'm casting blame. You're being lazy about your own character mm -hmm. when you're blaming oh, someone Oh, no, it, it must be your fault. I've heard a wife blame her husband that she got overweight. <laughs> I'm stressed out because of you, so I'm, I'm comfort eating. Wow. It's your fault that I'm overweight. Wow. <laughs> and, and folks, don't get lazy about your character. Wow. I, I just want to say that. We're, I know we're just having a 
uh, a recorded conversation here. Yeah. But no, one of good. the great secrets of our marriage is we are not lazy about character, even when it's uncomfortable. Well, and and you're responsible for your character, and I'm responsible for mine. Yeah. And Proverbs 31 says that a wife of noble character, finish the verse for me, is hard like to find. A wife of noble character, who can find? Who can find? Or is hard to find? She's worth far more than rubies. And so... It's my responsibility to build my character. It's my responsibility to have integrity, to be honest, to be kind, to be loving, to be enduring, to not give up, to be brave when I need to be brave. All of that is my responsibility in my relationship with God. And your character is your responsibility. I can love you. And like you always talk about this, and I think it's it's so good and so powerful that a man nurtures his wife and loves his wife so that she can flourish and grow under his leadership. And that is true. Like your love creates an environment for me to build my character and to grow and to flourish. But at the end of the day, it's still my choice. It is. And your character is your choice. How we respond to conflict is our, if we're having an argument, my response to you is my choice. Yeah, everything's a choice. No matter how, what you everything's do, a test. it's my choice. Yeah. That's right. And I think too, uh, I think too, what you were saying about blame and competition and jealousy, a lot of marriages, a lot of people just need to get healed of insecurity. No, they do, baby. You're I think right. insecurity is such a, a toxic um, poison in so many marriages and families. It's a killer. It's a oh, yeah. silent killer. Now that is one thing I feel like we can help each other with. When we first got married, I was more insecure than I am now. I feel like... You kind of grow out, hopefully you grow out of insecurity as you grow and mature. But as a young bride, I was, I had some insecurities and that was one of my weaknesses that you had to help me with. But one of your weaknesses, say it, baby, say it, you know, you go ahead. I was, I was kind of a flirt when we got married and me, me flirting or being a little too friendly, uh, it, it, it feds your insecurity. And then my insecurity would make you mad and you would be like... You're, oh, you're just jealous. You're just jealous. Or and, you're just being insecure. Yeah, That's and so crazy. I had to get healed of my insecurity, but I also... And, but the crazy thing is, is when I started getting healed of the insecurity, it started giving me more confidence to recognize, no, I'm not being insecure. You're mm. being too friendly, or that was inappropriate. And it's like, you were humble enough. I We were both humble enough to work... It wasn't easy in the beginning, but we worked through that together, like in our first six to eight months of marriage. It didn't take long to figure that one out. And, yeah. and I, I knew I need to humble myself here. And the the more respectful and balanced I am in general, because I'm a safe, uh, comforting man, I'm fatherly, I can, I can show love to everybody and be wise and not cross boundaries. Mm-hmm. And the more I did that in a balanced, Christian, Christ-like way, the more confident you were. And exactly. I saw how confident you could become. And I want to add something, something yeah, to that. Yeah, good. Learning to be selfless as a man is me me watering you so those roots get deep. Bermuda yeah. grass around here does so good because I've been told sometimes the roots are six feet deep. Really? I don't know if that's true. Wow. But everybody knows Bermuda grass crawls everywhere. Well, it has good roots. And so when I'm washing you, Scripture says, with the water of the Word, mm-hmm. I'm washing my wife with mm-hmm. the water of the Word, I'm pouring the water of the Word on you so you can build deep roots. And, and I think too, as a wife, I think one of the things we do well in what you just said is we affirm each other well. All the time. It's like you're always affirming me in my calling, in my gifting, what I'm good at. You're like, baby, that you did great. Or, or man, you're good at that. Or I wish I was more that way. And then I'm always <laughs> affirming you, baby, you did great. And you can do it. And I'm proud of you. And thanks for doing that. We use a lot of healthy, and I want to, I want to 
nail, I want to drive this home. We use a lot of positive affirmation and loving words in our home. Positive. Keyword being Privately positive. in our home, but yes. also publicly in front of people. It, what, what you hear from us is it also is heard when it's just me and you at home. Like we don't use negative words with each other at home. We don't cut each other. We don't, my parents always called it negative humor. Yeah, we don't we do don't negative We don't make humor. fun of each other at home. We don't, our words, and I said this in a few episodes back, words will build the culture of your home and words will yes. be the culture of your marriage. And so we're, we love each other with our words and we do not use, we don't call each other names. No, we don't use no negative, name calling. negative, um, dirty jokes like you were talking about earlier like what were you saying about that when we were having a conversation well it's part of respecting each other scripture says to respect everyone and a lot of folks love to say you know what uh my wife needs to respect me i'm the man of the house man you need to respect your wives i ha- i have worked at respecting you better and better and better and part of that is i don't use perverted humor or sexual innuendo in front of other people yeah I don't do that. No, because you're protecting and guarding our intimacy. And intimacy, this is kind of one of our soapboxes right now. Intimacy isn't intimacy if it's shared with the world. The it's whole between po- us. The whole point of intimacy is it's intimate and it's right. private. And so our intimacy is between you and me. And you show me respect by guarding that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you keep... Part, part of... Treating each other respectfully is treating each other well in public. So none of that weird stuff we just mentioned, but being patient, yeah. kind. Something, one of my soapboxes is, is, and that's your phrase, is I, I've watched couples over the years um, give each other indirects. Indirects, yeah. backhanded compliments, cutting, cutting yeah. remarks. Yeah. You know there's problems in a marriage when they're cutting each other in front of people. Mm-hmm. Use positive words, like you said. Yeah. I go back to that. And if there's positive an words. issue, then go home and talk about it. Don't be, don't be sticking it to each other in front of everybody. Yeah. That's embarrassing for you. And, and here's a newsflash for us. It's embarrassing for me. Yeah. Oh, it's embarrassing for the person <laughs> No, it embarrasses me it. when wow. there's a couple. They're, they're sticking it to each other. Yeah. People who are around us a lot... They probably get used to it, but people who are around us, like for the first or second time, they're always like, man, you guys are nice to each oh, other. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, we're not pretending. We're, we're just nice to we each work other. On, we, we work on we that work at on home. We work on this at home. When we're so alone. I want to go back also. You were talking about, when we were talking about insecurity and being healed of that and you being outgoing and friendly, mm-hmm. I wanted to also make another point about allowing each other I need to allow you to be yourself. I didn't marry you to change you. I didn't marry you to make you into me or my personality. I married you because I loved that you were outgoing. I loved that you were friendly. I loved that you were the life of the party and you met no stranger. You could never meet a stranger. That you were kind and loving to every person that you met. And so I think sometimes in marriage, people... (laughs) <laughs> are attracted to something and then they marry that they marry that person because of certain attributes and then they resent that attribute and they work on and so hard to change, to change it. it now we sh- we should polish each other but there's an old joke that says uh the woman tried to change the guy so hard so hard throughout their marriage and then finally says he's not the man i married yeah it's well true. yeah and so early on it's like you i couldn't i i, I have to recognize that i can't resent or want to change your personality i need to give you the freedom to be who you are and you have to give me the freedom for example um i'm very much a planner yes and you're not and sometimes that got on your nerves yep i respect it though a lot i really respect your planning abilities um i think that that's helped us with our fun and 
all kinds of other aspects of our marriage, even time together. Because you look ahead. You as a planner, you're a visionary. And I'm not as much. And I need that. Yeah. It balances me out. And so it's like... It balances my personality We have out. to recognize you're a free spirit and I'm a planner. But we let each other be who God created us to be. And then admire and respect that about each other and let that make us even better. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's so. times you just let me be a free spirit. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so what are some of the more practical things that we can do to make sure that our marriage stays healthy? Um, you know, we always talk about, you and I always talk about how we were friends first. Yes. Uh, those that don't know our story, Matt and I were friends for about three and a half years. We both kind of liked each other the last year of that. Um, Matt ended up proposing to me. I was while we were just friends. We never dated. We went from being friends to engaged. Six months later, we were married, and so <laughs> we had a very strong foundation of friendship. Um, and I want to say this: that one of our favorite quotes is um, "Love is friendship on fire." Yeah, and it's it's what I believe is a good um, description of our marriage because we have such a strong foundation of mutual respect and friendship and fun and we like to hang out together and yeah. we like to be together but our friend our our love is also on fire and passionate and exciting and romantic and all of those things but at, at the end of the day the day-to-day in and out of life and ministry and doing everything together goes back to friendship friendship mm-hmm. and when your friends i don't know about you but if you're if you're friends don't you want to spend time together so yeah. um, time together is huge for our marriage. That's one of our secrets, I think. No, I and it's like, not really a secret. No, like t- time together, communication, play together. Those are our main pillars. It's like those mm-hmm. are the basics that people ask us about. Well, how do you, you know, how do you have such a happy marriage? Well, these, I feel like those are the basics that we do and do well. It is. It is. Now, here's the deal with time together and getting in the habit of time together. Even when you're not going through something hard, you spend time together. But when you hit those hard seasons, like you did a couple of years ago, wow. like I did several years ago, wow. we got to be available to each other. Well, that's a good point. Let me ask you that. What are some ways that a spouse can be there for their spouse when they're going through a difficult season? Whether it's, um, for me, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, or maybe not something that serious, maybe um, an illness in their body, um, the loss of a loved one, maybe Grief. they're grieving. Yeah. We've been through all of that together. Yeah. We've been through the... The hospital visits, we've been through losing your mom, we've been through so much grief and hardship and trials together. What are some ways that you can be there for me and I can be there for you in those hard times? Well, I think something we've always been really good at, and it's not just blowing our own whistle here, but it's the truth, is, and your parents have always encouraged this, your mom has always said, hold each other, hold on to each other. Mm Hold each other close. And yeah. we've always done that. I feel like we've always run to each other when we're going through tough things. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be with you, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's comfort each other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, be available. Not just physically, but if you're apart and you guys are going through something, take each other's calls. Oh, wow. Call that's each other a, back. I'm always quick to call you back. Yeah. I'm always quick to, if I can, put someone on hold to answer your call or call you back as soon as I can. And you're that way. Mm. Respond to texts. Yeah. Simple things. Yeah, that's good. Don't ghost each other. Yeah. (laughs) So time together, um, spending time together. Let's talk about that specifically. How do we spend time together? What does that look like for us in a week? Time together. We, uh, we meet back at home after working out. Sometimes we have breakfast together. 
sometimes we do spontaneous lunches or dinners mm -hmm. together. But I know one thing we're really good at is we do a, we do dinner together just about every night, unless you're out with some friends or it's some special occasion. We we spend time together eating, and I think that's big. No, but but weekly, what do we do? Weekly, we have a Friday. There you go. Talk about that. <laughs> that's what you're leading me to. Yeah, I'm like, what do we do, babe? Because, I was thinking daily. Because I feel like it's... No, not daily. Weekly. It's important for us to okay, be... To okay, have sorry. it in... Okay, it's important. Well, not important. It is vital. Like, I feel like... Utmost importance. I feel like our Fridays have saved us. Have saved our marriage. I feel like... Well, they have. They are the... Other than, obviously, our relationship with God, they are the reason that we're healthy. Yeah, we're doing good. And we got that example from your parents. Mm -hmm. They spent Fridays together. It was family day. And it, the ministry has the, like, the ministry can't have you on that day. Um, people that you're counseling, that you're coaching, that you're leading, staff can't have you on that day. You're mine on that day. And, and that, that's right. It's, it's important that you have that in your calendar. And this is twofold, so bear with me. But having, having a Friday together is sometimes yeah. our fallback. So all week long, we're yes. busy, we're distracted, we have some weeks more than others. We do our best to have time together throughout the week, but we always know we have Friday. We always know Friday's yeah. coming. I always know he's busy this week. He had funerals to lead and he had staff to lead and he's got things going on and I've got tons of stuff going on in my own life and then, I, you know, I'm busy, but I know Friday's coming and I'll have Matt and he's going to be focused on me and on us and he's, and we're going to spend time I've together. I've had the same thoughts before. And so many of our Fridays are when we talk through stuff. Just about every week we talk through something, I feel like. Yeah. It's, Just about every It's week. when we work through stuff. It's when we reconnect and then we start our week again. Yeah. What happened with this and why'd that happen? And man, we, we talk about being more intentional. We talk, I think we talk about on Fridays a lot doing the basics. We revisit the basics. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but we talk about like how we feel, That's how our true. feel like I do. I talk about what hurt my feelings. You you talk about what what was hard that week, what well, you know, what you're struggling with. I talk sometimes we don't talk. Sometimes we just sit and relax and we're with each other. We reconnect emotionally. Mhm. Mm right? And, and sometimes I, my reference to the basics was you say, "Baby, have you been eating right?" Yeah. Are you getting sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Are you resting? We reconnect. We talk about stuff. We, I think we fine-tune a lot of stuff on Fridays. But then, this is the other side of the that I wanted to say, is that we are intentional about scheduling Fridays, so I always know yes. I have that. I always know I have that time with you. But we also have spontaneous time together. Yes. So let's talk about spontaneous time and how important that is. It's like both are important. Planned time and spontaneous time. So talk to me about spontaneous time and how we've done that right. One, one of the spontaneous things for me is catching you off guard and saying, hey, do you want to go get lunch? And if you're free, you say, oh, yeah, I would like that. And it's special because it's not on the schedule. Yeah. I don't know why that's so special, but spontaneity. Well, it just means you're thinking about me. You yeah. had me on your mind, you mm -hmm. know. Or I text you. I, part of spontaneity I think and this isn't necessarily time together is I like to send you a text to tell you I'm thinking of, of you and how I'm thinking of you hmm. and how much you mean to me mm -hmm. I'm big on words yeah you said earlier that I Yo, affirm your love you. language is for sure words of affirmation I like to tell you how yeah. I feel I'm missing you I love you yeah um, one of our spontaneous things is to take trips out of town yeah let somewhat planned we have planned ones and then we have hey let's get out we of gotta here. get out of here mm -hmm. let's go so i want to i want to tell this story because it's one of my favorite memories of you being spontaneous with me and filled my love tank up um I, we were going this is years ago we were going through a difficult time i was in lubbock for work 
And we love basketball, right? That's one of the That's things. That's been that, one of our things. It's kind of one of the things we have in common, even before we got married. Yeah. What you, was, you're a good basketball player. You played. I played. You, but you when got you a met shot. me, when you met me, how did basketball play into? Well, you're already tall, and I love that. But then you you had a great shot. You played around the world with some kids at the school. Yeah. And I thought, oh man, she can. I play. caught his eye playing basketball, y'all. So. <laughs> she caught my eye in many ways. That was one of them, though. It was. But I feel like basketball is one of our things that we've, like, it's how we play together. Mm-hmm. We actually play basketball together sometimes. We watch basketball together. We like NCAA. We love basketball. the NCAA tournament. You have committed to never cheer for Duke ever again and always cheer for Carolina because that's my team. For the record, I always hated Duke. So that was a good connecting <laughs> even, point. Even this last year, we were in Mexico on vacation and you. Like I was so excited about Carolina playing Duke and then also, which they won and then they played in the championship and you jumped on board with me and we found a little place that was showing the NCAA tournament oh, in Mexico cool. It was cool. and we watched the game together. And so anyway, like I'm going to finish telling my story about Lubbock and spontaneity, but let's talk about that for a second. Finding what is important to the other yes. person and playing like play and fun is such an important part of marriage. Yep. And you were telling me yesterday about something that I do to play and have a good time. Well, well, what we do to serve each other is to do something that the other person likes. We happen to both like basketball, but there are other things that we got to do together because the other person likes it. You serve each other that way. You bring each other closer and, and you get to know each other better by spending time together. Okay, so back to my story. So there was this spontaneous day in Lubbock. I was there working and I texted you and I was like, hey... Um, Texas Tech is playing tonight. I wish we could go. And you were like, well, should we? And I was like, really? And then you said, yeah, let's do it. So you got online, bought tickets. And the spontaneous part about this was that it was a Wednesday. It was a work day. It was a Wednesday. And we had church that night. And I remember I was having a hard time. We were tired. Everything was feeling mundane. You were grieving. But I I need to make a note about this too, that this is the only time in... How, in nine years of pastoring that this has ever happened. So it's not something we do regularly. Played hooky on a Wednesday. We're very, very, very faithful and very responsible. But that night, you left the church in good hands. You had your dad preach for you. What better sub than you the founding pastor? You drove to Lubbock. Yeah. We bought, you bought the tickets. I went and bought us some sweatshirts. We put on our Texas Tech sweatshirts. And we went to a game, spent the night, and drove home the next day. And I just want to say, that meant more to me than... Like that is drilled into me as one of my best memories of our marriage because you said the church will be fine. The schedule will be fine. It's just one night. Let's go have a good time. And that did so much for Mm. me in the spontaneity and the fun aspect of that, you know? Yeah. And so we're still talking about it several years later because it was so fun. (laughs) And then the game was really good. Do you oh, remember the game? God gave us a double overtime game against Kansas, one of the Kansas teams. Like Tech we won. were screaming, jumping, it was high-fiving so the people around us. I couldn't hear after the game. It was memorable. Getting it was nachos. Good, good it memory. was such a good time. And I think it would it was a good time. And it would have been a good time planned, but it was an even better time because it was it better wasn't spontaneous. Yeah. So we have to plan, but we also yeah. have to have those like bursts of like spontaneous fun. Yep. So Let's talk about playing together and having a good time together. And then we're going to close with that. But how can we, what is, what is, what is playing together even mean? Well, I want to go back to what I said earlier. Um, we, we do things that the other person's not crazy about sometimes. Once in a while, you'll play a video game with me. It's rare, but when you do, 
I can tell you the last three times you did it. I remember it. <laughs> An old Nintendo game. Or I get in the pool, get in the pool with you. Because well, you, you could swim all day like a fish, but, but that's your thing. I don't thing. like video games, but when I do play with you, I end up having a good time. That's like when true. we do the Wii and we, we played back the Wii to recently. basketball. We played three we played a, a three point contest on the and Wii. And you kicked my tail. <laughs> Tell them the story about you leaving. It's I left the house to go get us some dinner one night. And I go, okay, my record's 21. If you can beat that, I'll take you out to eat wherever you want. And I left, came back. Well, you texted me while I was gone and said, I beat your record. Here's my score, a picture of it. I'm like, oh, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> but you you were trying to get me to play with you. When, yeah. you. when you left the house, you said, hey, if you score this amount by the end of the weekend... I'll buy you any dinner that you want. And you were you were initiating play, yeah. which I need. And it was spontaneous. I feel like I need that even more than you need that. Like yeah, I need you to initiate play because I'm so rigid and planned. It's like okay, I, I need you. that. That so, makes sense. So you initiate it and I remember thinking, I don't really want to play a video game, but I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do it. And I did in the first couple of tries. I, I hit the number you wanted me to hit, which you still owe me that dinner, by the way. We never did have that dinner. Not that special, special dinner. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I still owe you. And then me, I love to swim. You so could you... be in the pool all day long. Not my thing. If I can find shade, though, I can spend time so with you So sometimes I'm like, baby, do a cannonball. And you just do it. Because some, it's fun to you. you need... So I would say married people just kind of like... Have a good time. Be a kid together. Yeah, be a kid together. Be a kid together sometimes. You don't have to be all grown up all the time. But you can be responsible and have fun. And, and be godly. You've really heard me in the last several years about that. Because I would tell you I need to have fun. Yeah. Like, how do we do that on vacation? Oh. <laughs> um, Jen got us into paddle boards a few years ago. I remember... Um, Gosh, I think the first time I tried it was 2016. You were so concerned and you wanted to try it, but then you go, you try it, you try it. Let me see how you do. And I got on you and I did so it. You were so good. And you said, oh, you're natural. So in 2020, we rented paddle boards at the beach and we had a lot of fun. That it's, We still have pictures. We still go back and think about that. And it's because you wanted that. But And I, I said, that might be fun to try. Yeah, and you were really good at it. And, and, so then, and then it got to the point where I was like at on the beach reading a book and you were out there paddle boarding, paddle boarding. hours. Yep. And the same with like boogie boarding or bodyboarding. Like we've you I feel like there was a point in our marriage where I was like, okay, I can't sit and just read the whole time. I yeah. need to play. <laughs> I, but then recently you picked up um, snorkeling. Oh, I like snorkeling. And you love it and you play. And that makes you happy that I'm playing near you. It sounds like a kid, I know. I'm yeah. playing near you snorkeling. No, but it does. Play is important. <laughs> so um, back to the basics of what we, you know, what all we talked about, play and spontaneity. Communication is so important. I think we kind of hit on that, even though we didn't go into much detail. Keep talking. Keep talking. Time together, um, a foundation of friendship, and then, of course, putting God first. You've got to put God together. Put God first together yeah. and as individuals. Yeah. So I think that we've pretty much covered it. If you guys have any questions or any ideas or thoughts or topics that you um, want to hear more about, you can message me on Instagram or on Facebook, and we can always do more stories. Um, I can always interview Matt on some more things. He is a phenomenal leader. He's a phenomenal spiritual leader. He leads our home spiritually. And I know not all of you out there have that in a husband, um, but that's okay. You keep pursuing God. You keep putting God first. Um, and you become the, the spiritual, you do, you become the spiritual head of your home when your husband is not active in that way. And so I want to encourage you hang in there, keep putting God first. Um, and babe, I just want to honor you and appreciate you for being such a strong, smart, godly 
man who is stable, but who also is confident enough to release me in my calling and allow mm. me to do the things that God's called me to do. That's fun to watch you it's lead. It's so rare, and it's, I appreciate that. It's fun to watch you lead. And I want to say this as I close. Um, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with the Lord. And, oh man, I found a good thing when I found you, baby. Thank I you love you. You're loyal. I've never met anyone as loyal as you. You stick with me. I stick with you, but man, there's something about the way you stick with me that just touches my heart. And I... I want to honor you today and congratulate you for this successful podcast. Thank You're you, doing man. a fine job. It's so important that we are there for and with each other in marriage. It's important that at the end of the day, I know you're on my team and you know I'm on yours. And so I just want to encourage you guys. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for being here this week. I pray that you have a great week. I pray that you were encouraged and um, strengthened by this podcast. If for some reason you felt... Um, you know, discouraged that maybe your marriage isn't what it should be. Just know that Matt and I are believing with you that your marriage will be restored and healed. We believe that God can restore any marriage. We believe that God can restore any family, that God is still a miracle worker Mm -hmm. and that he can make it right again. He can, and he will. We believe that. So if you need to reach out, we are here. We love you. We hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. I want to hear from you. So like, comment, share, reach out to me over uh, Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. We love you so much. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.